Ion 2020 episode 201. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, the host that continues to bring you this show Monday through Friday, making sure that you are up to speed, up to date, and up to par with all of the candidates' policies, positions that are going to be running in this 2020 election. I'll cover the Democrats for the time being, but I can't wait to get to the point where uh, we could actually focus in on some of the third-party candidates and their policies. Third parties uh, like the Green Party, I'd love to look at them from a critical standpoint as well. Love to look at some of these libertarians that might be running from a critical standpoint. Love to look at all kinds of different uh, parties from a critical standpoint. And I'd really like to start just looking at the um, the election whenever the Democrats actually you know nominate their person and get into when someone's actually running against Donald Trump and just kind of commenting on that stuff as well. Because Donald Trump, while he does pull out the boxing gloves on occasion with some of these candidates, he's not going to go full-fledged, you know, whooping some butt on them people until he has his final candidate. And that'll be interesting to watch. I think it'll be fun to see what he does. I am not a Trump supporter by any means. I'm not a Democrat supporter by any means. I am a libertarian. And if I were to vote, I would vote libertarian. But I do enjoy the politics of it and I enjoy just kind of seeing the way that Donald Trump acts because it's almost like a child in some ways but it's funny it's entertaining and people love it he draws crowds I mean there's a reason why he draws crowds because they're just wondering what he's going to say next and he's saying what everyone else a lot of people are thinking you know especially in America like you do have a lot of people that are tired of all of the political correctness they're tired of all of the trying to watch what you say all the time and Donald Trump's willing to say it and I think that in that sense it's an interesting thing and it's also a good thing that he does that stuff because it allows people to kind of look and say you know what I'm going to say what I say what I want to say and everything but then again a lot of his policies and positions especially on like immigration and stuff are a little bit too far that's my opinion on that Uh, being a libertarian the ideal scenario of a libertarian is that we believe that there should be open borders because all a border is is basically an imaginary line di- dividing one place from the next and that people should have free and open borders so that you can have free and open movement of labor, uh, which is, in, uh, that's a libertarian ideal. I don't take it that far to like the, I don't take that to the fullest extent just because we do have a welfare state in some ways and also uh, we do have a, a government that can easily be swayed by a lot of different people that were able to gather and have some voting rights and stuff so i'm not sure exactly how i feel about uh open borders by any means but that's kind of like the libertarian ideal i guess on those things and uh but donald trump is kind of like the idea of closing off the borders and he's really limited immigration he's limited legal immigration as well as illegal immigration and to me the more you limit legal immigration, 
the more likely you are to have people trying to cross the border and stuff as well, or come into the country on a visa and then overstaying their their visa. And that's uh, that's kind of the what would you call it? like the uh, the unintended consequences of that particular action right there. But anyway, besides that point, Donald Trump is interesting to watch, and I'm going to continue to follow what he says and follow what he does and also the democrats i'll follow them but i just can't wait to get to the point where it's going to be a democrat and republican running against each other and also when the third parties start choosing their nominees and stuff i can't wait for that as well that'll get off the subject of these democrats and all this you know just them just having a love fest on who can promise the most stuff to the american people i mean how is the green party going to one-up the democrats how is this possible? Because the Democrats have already gone as far left as they possibly can, short of the Green Party just saying, hey, we're going to just run straight communists. It's going to be very hard for them to run somebody that is as far left as like a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or most of these other candidates, actually, besides like Joe Biden and a few others. So uh, to me, that's, 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 that'll be interesting to see. But uh, hey, guys, I appreciate you listening. This is Ion2020. And as you know, this is your source for the news and related events for the 2020 election. You keep on coming back. The more I put out shows, the more listeners I seem to get. And they just keep on listening. I do appreciate all those that continue to come back and listen. Uh, Hopefully I could put out some good content for you. I'm always open to suggestion on content as well. You can email me at rayationtheempire.com if you want to suggest a topic or suggest a conversation or submit me a news article. Anything like that. Ray at iontheempire.com and then uh, if you've been listening for a while and you like what you hear you should go ahead and give me a 5 star rating and review and if it's your first time listening and after you get done listening to this show you're like man that guy Ray is a great podcaster holy cow I just want to go ahead and listen to the show tomorrow because if it's interesting then what you can do is uh, subscribe to the show pretty easy right got a, got 200 episodes previous to this one so now you can hit those up as well and listen to those. So this is what I wanted to talk about today, guys. You know I've been trying to avoid as much as I can the whole impeachment proceedings and all that and Donald Trump's reactions to it, all the back and forth bickering that these candidates are having and Donald Trump is having and the people that are in Congress are having. Like I've been trying to avoid those particular uh or doing this entire show about that every single time, just because, to me, it's going to be a partisan issue no matter what. Whether Donald Trump is guilty or innocent or whatever, it's going to be a partisan issue. There's nothing that we can do about that. Um, They're going to say what they're going to say. Donald Trump supporters are not going to believe what the Democrats say, and and the people that hate Donald Trump are going to believe what the Democrats say and criticize Donald Trump for whatever he says. And the people in the middle are sitting there scratching their heads saying, well... I'm not sure if I believe it or not, or whatever, you know? I mean, it's just, that's just the way that people are. Like, they're not, they're, they're just looking at it from a standpoint of it's just a bunch of partisan bickering back and forth, and the Democrats are going after this guy, and uh, there's nothing that Donald Trump would be able to stop it, and uh, that's just the way that I'm thinking about it. Like, I, I'm trying to look at the facts of the matter and everything, and just trying to make a determination in my mind how I feel about it, and... While he did something that's probably sketchy, I don't know that it's an impeachable offense. I don't know what an impeachable offense specifically is. High crimes and misdemeanors is what they say in impeachable offenses. So is it, is it high crimes and misdemeanors? 
I don't know if I'd go that far, but that would have to be a jury of the peer, a jury of my peers that would determine that, and that's not what's going to be what's happening. The way that you determine innocence or guilt is basically a jury, a, a jury of peer of your peers will determine whether you're innocent or guilty, and even if you are innocent and they still convict you as being guilty, then you're going to suffer consequences for something you didn't do, but you better have a pretty good defense and all that, but there's not going to be any situation like that in this scenario, so it's hard to make a specific decision on how I feel about it because of that. I can't get true facts because all the facts are skewed in one side or the other based upon the company that's putting it out of it. CNN, it's going to be skewed towards hating Donald Trump. If it's MSNBC, they're blaringly biased over this thing as well. And then if it's coming from the Trump administration, well, they're just trying to defend themselves. So they're not going to be putting out anything that's just like the just the facts, Jack, you know? That's the term I always use. I always say, I just want the facts, Jack. So uh, besides that, I'm not going to focus much on this entire impeachment debate because of that. But I will let you know of new things that come out. New, um, you know, if, if new information comes out, I will definitely let you guys know about that, okay? So, um, but what I did want to talk about today was, uh, the whole Joe Biden thing with Ukraine and his son, Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden and Joe, which Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son, right? And he was working for a company that did work for the Ukrainian government, something to do with oil over there, right? And he was definitely signing billion dollar contracts with the Ukrainian government when his father was the vice president of the United States. Clearly, just the very fact that you are the president of the United States' son, and or the vice president of the United States' son, just the very fact that you are in such a position like that and have influence with your father, and you could maybe get face-to-face meetings with your father they're gonna like that's that's definitely profiting from your and your you and your father's relationship in some way especially when you're dealing with a government that is trying to get aid and everything else from the united states government and so forth and that is what the whole scenario is about was were they cashing in were they profiting just because of joe biden's position and that's what they want to investigate and the this is what i want to get at with this entire thing whether Hunter Biden is innocent or guilty in this, whether Joe Biden is innocent or guilty about this, it just shows the fact that politicians do profit from their positions, right? Politicians do make sure that their kids profit from their positions. From the very level of dog catcher all the way up to President of the United States, these kids, their kids are going to be able to profit from their parents' positions. Do you think that Donald Trump's kids right now are not profiting from their father's position? Is the, is the Trump organization not doing better now simply because he's the President of the United States when his kids are running that company? Have they not been able to brand it even more so now? Yeah, they're going to profit from this. It's just the way it is, but it allows the American people to see just how corrupt that is. Just the potential for corruption that goes along with the fact that these people have power. And the problem is the power. The problem is 
that they have power over the purse. They have power over trillions of dollars. And all the governments in the world want some of that money. All the governments in the world want some kind of influence over that money. All the businesses in the world want some sort of influence over that money and that power. I mean, our government has the ability, essentially, if they wanted to tax the entire GDP of the United States, they can do it through force if they really wanted to. If, if they can get away with it, they would. They only tax as much as they possibly can, but we are the richest country in the world. We are the richest country in the history of the world, and our government has control over that. Our government has access to that. Our, our government can give others access to that, and the politicians are the key holders to that. They're the ones that can get them the handshakes. They're the ones that can get them that money flowing towards their country or their business or their enterprise or their children. And it just shows the American people. I wish that that was the big news right now, was not the back and forth between Donald Trump and the president of the Ukraine or whatever. I wish it was that. Look how corrupt our officials are. And like this whole story gets lost in the mist because it's all Donald Trump and the impeachment all day long. Whether Donald Trump is innocent or guilty or not, like these are two completely separate matters between what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden did and what's going on with Donald Trump right now. Two separate matters, even though they intertwine because Donald Trump brought it up on that call, but it's a separate matter in the sense that we should be having articles about how corrupt the Bidens are, how corrupt other officials are. They should start doing investigations to see just who else profits from their positions in government. Did Hillary Clinton profit from her position, her, her husband's position in government in a way that, you know, in a way like this, not like, oh yeah, she became the senator because of her husband, nothing like that. Like, was she out there signing deals or were her kids out there signing deals? It happens all the time, I guarantee it. It happens all the time. I mean, who else has the, who has the power of the purse? If you are a child of, say, George Bush, or if you're if you're one of George Bush's kids or something like that, and you want to get a job at Rayathon or one of these bomb makers, you can go there and do it, and then you're going to have because your father is George Bush, so you have in a roundabout way access to the people in Washington who who hold the purse strings, and all these companies know that, so they're willing to give these people these multi you know these six figure salaries and these huge bonuses to make sure that they have some kind of access to that power. That's the problem, guys. That's a huge problem. And that's that's the, the fact that this government is so freaking big, so damn big, that it makes it profitable for people to do that. Hugely profitable. Our government has control over so much across the world, on the oceans... And in America, so much control over every aspect of your life and everybody in the world's life. Every human being on earth has some, the federal government has some kind of control over them in some way, whether it's a threat of violence, whether it's a threat of invasion to the 
different trade negotiations that we have with all these different countries and the fact that we might at any time slap, slap tariffs on their goods and products and their factory gets shut down. Like, everybody has to figure out a way to influence Washington. And they will, but the kids are going to profit from it. The politicians are going to profit from it. It's from the very, like, the very thing that... The first thing I learned about politicians profiting off this stuff was, um... I think it's Orrin Hatch of Utah. No, not Orrin Hatch. I can't remember what the guy's name is. That was the senator from Utah. He was also, like, a Mormon or something. He was a Democrat. So Orrin Hatch is a Republican. This guy was a Democrat from... From Nevada. And... He was the one that controlled, like, where an interstate highway was going to be going through. Like, they held the purse strings to an interstate highway that was being, that was basically being planned to go through Nevada. I guess it was, I don't know where it was going to be. I think it was going to link, like, Reno and, and Las Vegas, an interstate highway. And he knew where it was going to go, so he went out and bought up a bunch of land right in the middle of that route. No one else knew about it except for him and, like, the people that were planning it. And he went out and bought all this land along that route, and then he sold it to the U.S. government because he knew that that was going to happen. And he sold it for way more than it was worth, or way more than he bought it for. And then all the land that surrounded that interstate was so valuable because of the the new... um exits that were going to be there and the new gas stations that would be going up there and the hotels that would need to go there as well and the small towns that we built up around those things and that was the first time I learned about a politician you know profiting from the laws that they were able to pass and they do it all the time it's just a normal thing within government it's a normal thing but this hopefully I wish it wasn't getting you know thrown out in the laundry by the fact that the entire news cycle is based upon Donald Trump and the impeachment proceedings, it should shed some kind of light on the American people that our politicians are corrupt and they do profit it from their positions and they will profit from the positions and they will always try to profit from those positions and make sure that it happens. I mean, Donald Trump's kids do too. I guarantee it. And, uh, that is not good. But you know what we need? We need a smaller government. That's what we need. Smaller government. We need a more limited government. Government that does so little that it, it's almost impossible to find a way to, you know, bribe a politician to get something done for you. And that was it. So, um, that was the first topic that I wanted to cover today. And the other topic that I wanted to cover was from a CNN politics. And it's, uh... Hillary Clinton is not running for president for the third time in 2020. That sentence, I believe, accurate and will remain accurate for the next 14 months. That's what this guy is saying. And the poli- this is this is what the uh, article is called. It says, or the title of the article: Hillary Clinton is joking about running again in 2020, right? With a question mark. So he doesn't think that Donald or that Hillary Clinton is going to run for president. I kind of said that I was almost like 70-80% chance said that I thought she was going to run for president. I still don't believe this that this guy is... Uh, I mean, this article is obviously an opinion piece, so I'm not going to get too far into it. But he was just saying in that, that he doesn't think that, that Hillary Clinton is going to run. Um, I do. I think that she's going to run. I think that she has every chance to run right now. 
I mean, if you look at the polls, not the polls, but the um, the betting odds sites, like she's third now. It goes Elizabeth Warren at like fifty percent. Then you got Joe Biden at um, like twenty percent, and then Hillary Clinton's third. And she kind of bounces around from from first to third or something like that. I think or not first to third, third to fifth third to sixth or something like that but i'm gonna pull it up right now because i was looking at it earlier as well and it was showing uh hillary clinton is third in line yeah so you got democrat elizabeth warren at 50 percent joe biden 18 percent hillary clinton at 6.8 percent and she has a 3.3 percent chance of being the next president of the united states according to the betting odds sites uh, i don't usually find those things too accurate bernie sanders since he had his little heart attack and all has dropped down to 4.8%, and he was third in line uh, for quite a while. He was actually second in line for a little bit as well, right behind Joe Biden. But with Bernie Sanders dropping like a fly, you have Pete Buttigieg benefiting from that. He's at 6.2%. But see, Pete Buttigieg is still behind Hillary Clinton at 6.8%. So uh, I think that she's going to run. I don't care what this guy says. I don't care what he says. I think that he's run. But this is what she said to... um, Back in January, Hillary Clinton said she's not running, but uh, she hasn't really mentioned anything about it lately. She's doing her little book tour, like I said the other day. Um, I just don't think that she, I, I think that she has every chance to run right now because there's just not a good candidate. There really isn't. There's nobody on the Democratic ticket that I think that you know anybody's super excited about at all. There's so many of them. Let's just say that. Hopefully one of them, I mean, not hopefully, I don't care either way, but uh, ideally one of them would have a really good showing on the debate stage next week, and then you'll see that person kind of rise up. I think that um, Bernie Sanders is probably going to drop out pretty soon uh, for health reasons, if not anything else. He'll definitely stay in through like January or February, but um, he'll be quick to jump out because he's not really doing uh, as well in the polls as he was. He's still kind of staying consistent, but... He's not, like, moving up, and you need somebody to be moving up. He's just a really um, polarizing candidate, so that's that's his problem, probably. But anyway, guys, I just, I'm just i going to go ahead and wrap up the show today. I wanted to bring you those two highlights, specifically the idea that what we should be looking at is the fact, or we should be hearing a lot more about the corruption of politicians in this whole debate over this whole Ukrainian thing. But we're not because everything is focused on Donald Trump and his impeachment uh, proceedings that are going on right now. And it really does stink because it is one of those things that libertarians just love to see that veil come up on government every so often. We love to see that. And we love it when other people see that veil lifted on that corruption. And we're not going to be able to seize this opportunity this time only because... It's shrouded in this this whole thing with Trump being impeached as well. So I appreciate you coming out and listening to the show every day. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and subscribe to the show. You can listen somewhere tomorrow. Got 200 episodes previous to this one as well, so check those out. And then you can come on back tomorrow and you'll have clear vision for 2020. Okay, it's official. First Year in Sales with Ray Eaton. The website is up, firstyearinsales.com, as well as the podcast, First Year in Sales. So, if you 
know somebody or if you happen to be in sales, you might as well go ahead and check this thing out, right? Because it is going to help you become a better salesperson by grounding you with the habits and the skills needed to be successful in sales, especially in your first year. But even if you're not in your first year, might as well check it out because then you'll be able to get back to the basics and getting back to the basics is key in sales. I've always felt that way. So go ahead and check it out. First year in sales is ready and it's a podcast and you can do firstyearinsales.com.